Welcome to the fight with Teddy Atlas presented by Dynamic Striking. I'm Ken Rideout, joined as always by the legend Teddy Atlas. And today's special guest, the new golden goose of boxing, King Ryan Garcia. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Thank you guys for having me. You guys uh, always been good to me, and I appreciate it. Every time I hop on or every time Teddy hits me up or you, I got to say yes, because you guys have always supported me, been fair and truthful, so I thank you guys. Yeah, the key word there is truthful, I think. Right, Teddy? Well, we we uh, pride ourselves in that, that we're going to be truthful and that we have a responsibility to be truthful uh, to the fans, to ourselves, to our kids, uh, to everybody who who is influenced and watching what we do. So, yeah, and I want to just say congratulations, and we appreciate having you on because not just because of the following you have and the accolades you're getting now and uh, the great win that you had, but the person that you're that you're showing yourself to be. My my first thing, and this is not official business. This is not part of being an interviewer. This is just all from just purely from my heart and um, me personally. I want you to stay the kind of person you are now and continue to grow as that person as well as grow inside the ring um, because I think that you're you're on the right track. I think your parents did a great job. I know your trainer's done a great job, but I think your parents have done a great job in just raising a, a good, solid person. Thank you so much. I appreciate those words, Teddy. Uh, honestly, I really do. Uh, really did hit my heart right now. Thank you. Uh, it's, well, I'm, we just used the word truth, so right. I just, I'm saying that. Hey guys, just want to take a quick minute to give a shout out to today's sponsor, PowerDot. Full disclosure, I'm an investor in the company. I've been working with them for a little bit over a year now. Um, some of the benefits of using the PowerDot, it promotes circulation to help muscles recover quickly between fights and workouts, relieves pain by stimulating nerves, helps rehab from injury by increasing circulation and activating the muscle fibers that may have atrophied around the injury. Uh, athletes, athletes love PowerDot, uh, used by some of the world's top athletes, UFC fighters, boxers, NFL players. I've personally given the device to Dustin Poirier, Regis Progray. These guys love the, de love the device, as do I. I use it religiously. I actually have it on now on my calf. Uh, also, this week, if you buy a PowerDot and send your receipt to The Fight at Hit Hard Media, you'll have a one in five chance of getting it comped by, the, by us. We'll be reimbursing the cost of one out of every five devices purchased with the code ATLAS, A-T-L-A-S. So buy it, send your receipt to thefight at hithardmedia.com. Again, PowerDot's giving you 20% off. That goes to all listeners with the code ATLAS, and you'll also get a one in five chance of getting it for free on us. Uh, go to the powerdot.com slash atlas to redeem the code. Again, powerdot.com slash atlas. Send your receipt to the fight at hithardmedia.com. And congratulations on your win. I'll get right to the I'll get right to the part that the fans are here for, that you're here for, that we're appreciative that you said yes to. I, I had said after the fight, Ryan, that this fight the one with Campbell, obviously, reminded me in some ways of when Errol Spence won his title in London over Kel Brook. It wasn't as, and again, the truth, and we get right to the truth. For me, it wasn't his most polished or his best performance. Uh, he had shown 
more sophistication and more togetherness in some areas before, and definitely after you won the title. That happens. Uh, when you win the title, the old-timers would say, you become 30% better. And I believe that's, I believe that. I've seen it. I've, I've lived it. And I believe that's going to be the case with you. But when Errol Spence fought Brooke, it, it wasn't his most polished or, as I said, best performance. But what it was, was what it had to be. It was a display of pure determination and mindset that he just wasn't leaving that darn ring without the belt. And for me, that's what I saw. I saw that in you. Am I accurate there? That was that your mindset? That you you just you were prepared, obviously your skill sets, but come you know, come hell or high water, as they say in some places, you were not leaving that ring without the title. However, you had to do it. That is uh, that is very true, but it all started from even before the fight actually started, you know, um, it kind of started with the negotiations. I was willing to do anything to make this fight happen. I was ready to uh, go to the UK. Uh, so my mind was already preparing myself to be ready for war, to do anything, to jump any through any hoop to get to it. Um, so I, I was kind of building myself up for that mentality of almost like war, you know, it, whatever it takes to win. You know, Luke said it before the fight, but I really meant it inside my heart that whatever you do, you will not beat me. You'll not be better than me that day. Um, no, and I knew he was game. Uh, I, I was saying, I was acting like I was looking past him because I wanted him to be confused on if I was actually looking past him. So before the fight, I would say Javante's name just to get on his nerves a little bit. Um, but that's just to be uh, make sure that he kind of uh, thinks that I'm looking past him. And because I noticed he tweeted, um, he tweeted, Ryan, you shouldn't be looking towards your next fight or something like that. And right there, I said, okay, I got him a little bit. Okay, I got under his skin a little bit. So I, I went right back to it. I said, Javante Davis is next. I'm not worried about Luke Campbell. But in my heart, and what I knew is he's going to be a tough fight. He's going to be a tough, stubborn. He's like, remind me of my little brother. Stubborn, stubborn little little dude that I can't, I can't just, you know, knock out real quick. So, uh, you know, I just prepared myself mentally, physically, and I went in there and I took it to him because uh, I knew he was a boxer. And when, when he's a natural-born boxer and that's all he did his whole life, which I'm also a natural counterpuncher and I like to – you know, lure you into a shot, which I finally got in the fifth round. But uh, I knew I had to take it to him. I'm, I'm not going to try to outbox a guy that's boxed his whole life, and that's all he's done. So I, I knew right, right before going into the fight, I'm taking it to him. No matter what happens, I'm moving forward. I'm marching forward. No matter what happens, I'm moving forward. That was my whole mind. You know, and when I got a drop, I said to myself, that's fine. I wasn't losing the fight. I, there was, what was I losing? I, I, I was in control, so I was like, I'm going right back to what I knew. And uh, I went and did it. Well, I mean, that's exactly what I saw and I felt, and I just wanted to confirm it, um, which obviously you just did. And there's a couple ways I can go off of what you just said. One, my mentor, who obviously I thought was the best in the business, custom model, he would always tell me, Teddy, all champions, to be a champion, you have to be smart. 
Forget about all the other stuff. You have to be smart. And that's in line with everything you just said. Even even with you setting them up, letting them believe that you're looking past them. It, it's it's being smart. It's 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 thinking. And you know, I always I've been saying that you have a good ring IQ and that's that's just more proof of, of that. Um, and using it in, in many dimensions, in many ways. Uh, I, I'm i going to get right to what I had said on our podcast going into the fight, that I thought you were both counterpunchers. You know, I just put it in a simple way. You could talk boxing, whatever you want to call but that you were both counterpunchers. But somebody was going to have to be a little different. Somebody was going to have to be the boss. <laughs> somebody, and I said, that somebody's going to be this young kid. It's going to be him because he feels it's his destiny. He's been waiting a long time for, he really believes. He really, That's what I, I said, if I believe, but if I'm right, then I know what he believes. That's how I looked at it. And I said, somebody is going to have to be aggressive. They're going to have to go a little bit away from that counter-punching mentality and and look, and they're going to have to be the boss. They're going to have to push this fight in a in an aggressive, physical manner, and they're going to have to do it behind their jab. And I felt the guy who's going to do that is going to be this kid, King Ryan Garcia. And I also felt that going in, again, speaking to intellect, that there was one thing that wasn't going to be there as readily as it's been there for you through your career. Your best punch, your kind of left hook. I know yeah. you do a lot of things, you probably, but I said it's not going to be there so easy because this is a southpaw. And an orthodox fighter fits into a kind of left hook because you can get him, you can, you can, it's like going fishing. I said, yeah. this kid Ryan Garcia probably likes going fishing once in a while. You got to have the right bait. To get the to get the fish to jump on the hook, and so when you got that kind of left hook, which is a beautiful one that he has, you have, you're doing it with an orthodox fight. You get him, you get him to jump in a little bit, reach in by changing your range, and he reaches in with the right hand, bang, you got him. But now, haha, now you got the right hand where it's the jab hand. That's not gonna reach in if he throws it right. It's not gonna reach in. It's not gonna give you. The opportunity the orthodox fighter with the hand in that position will give you. I said, he's going to have to find something else. I think it's going to have to be his jab, being a boss, and a straight right hand. But he's not going to really have his best punch. Now, you caught him once with it. You did. Because he, made, he reached in, he made a mistake. He reached yeah. in with the left hand. And Go ahead, take it from there. That's it. I said I, enough. I was so happy he finally made a mistake. I said, yes, I knew, I knew, because my left hook, that is always ready to go. There, I know that. God, God has truly blessed my left. So right when you make a mistake, I promise you, my left will be there every single time you make a mistake. I believe you. I believe you. Yeah, so he finally made it. And, you know, you seen my energy come out. I was ready to finish him. But obviously, I'm not going to hit a man when the bell's rung. So, uh he got to recover, but you know what's funny is Eddie Hearn keeps on saying that Eddie uh, Reynoso was saying in the corner uh, to now attack him the next round. He did not say that. He told me to relax and take my time, <laughs> and I said, okay, 
But then I went right to him and I threw in a flurry. Like, I, I, I think I punched myself out in the sixth round. Um, I, I look at the clock and I'm like, dang, it's only been 30 seconds. That I better slow it down. But yeah, you know, really. that, that flurry is what sent him over the hill. You know what I mean? Like, that took out everything out of him. So I'm actually happy I did that at the end of the day. Um, but I've learned now to have a little bit more patience in the ring. I've already learned that now. So, um, Look for that in my next fight when I knock out Gervonta in the second round. I know that doesn't sound like patient, but it will be. <laughs> Why do you want that fight? Why do you believe? And I, I believe you. We, we talked about a, I believe the sincerity in the kid that I'm talking to right now um, and the man that I'm talking to right now. I believe the sincerity. Where does it come from? Where, where does that supreme belief that you want to, you need to fight him. You not only want to, you need to fight him. And you will not come out. Where does that come from? If we're being truthful, if that's what we're going to be today. Yes, yes. Then I have to, I have to give glory to God. God, God is, I promise you, that's what I feel in my heart. That's where I'm going to go with it because that's how I feel. That's my truth. And my truth is I feel from God, that's who I'm going to fight next. And that's who it's going to happen. No matter what we could, you, we could, people could say all they want. You can't stop God's will. So that fight's going to happen next, no matter what. What makes it that? What, what is the connection with God that makes you feel that if, if this isn't saying it the wrong way, he wants you to fight and that should be the fight with Davis next. What, why? You know, I, I always choose to be very careful when talking about God because I don't want to, you know, because that's very serious things to me. But what I will say is lessons will be learned through this fight. So that's, I think I'll go as far as that. That after this fight, I'm sure a big message and big lesson learning experience will be learned from this. So just be ready to watch this fight. It's gonna, I know it's gonna happen. It's second round knockout, baby. Teddy Atlas. You are hearing it right now. It's second round. Let's go. Two. Two is all it's going to take. That's it. Two rounds. That is it. Be prepared for 12, though. That's all oh. I... You know You know that. Daddy, you're talking... Have you not know who you're talking to? I'm going to no, prepare for 15, 20, 25, whatever he wants to do. Let's go. Hey, Ryan, one of the things that I think a lot of the Tank fans are uh, betting on is the fact that Campbell was able to catch you with that shot. First of all, I've got a couple questions about this. One of the th I want to talk about the fact that Teddy said, look, I don't expect Ryan Garcia to fight Tank Davis the same way he taught. He fought a tall uh, Olympic gold medalist. We'll come back to that. But how hurt were you when he hit you with that shot? Because I heard Campbell say he thought you were out on the way down, and when you fell down, it woke you back up. It did look like a big shot, and your arm went behind you, and I was like, oh, man, I think he's hurt. Let me, let me jump back. in. Let me jump in. With one. No, no, no. You, that's beautiful. We had to get to that because that's a big part of this fight with Tank Davis because yes. we're talking the truth, right, Ryan? Nothing but the truth. Nothing but the truth. Uh, he, him and his people... Him and his people are going to say, hey, this kid can't take a punch. He got dropped by a guy who's not a big puncher, who's more of a counter puncher, more of a boxer, and he got dropped. What's going to happen when I hit him? 
Well, number one, and this is just coming from the professional side, nothing to do with how I like or don't like the guy that we're interviewing right now. Nothing to do with that. Just with putting the facts out for the people that come to our podcast, hopefully to get facts, hopefully to get accuracy in breaking down a fight. He got hit. You got hit with a punch you never saw. He distracted you downstairs with the jab, which was very smart, very clever. Matter of fact, I'm going to give all credit. His trainer, McGuigan, I was watching before the fight started because I had to tweet because I'm doing this thing called tweeting now. They're trying to make me a, they're trying to make me a little mini Ryan Garcia, like a social media uh, whiz. But uh, you know, I, I I can't get to that I level. Know. Hey, Teddy, we're gonna help you with that. We gotta help you with that. We got you. Yeah, yeah. I thank you. I could use some help with that. And so I'm watching it, and just like if I was doing a broadcast, I'm watching it. And I'm always looking for things. I'm looking, I said, you can pick up things. People don't realize it. I remember one time I was watching a fight on broadcast on ESPN, and I saw the guy slip before, the, nobody else is thinking of, I saw him slip. He's warming up in his corner before the bell rings, and he slips. I said, oh my God, he's got new shoes on. He never tried them before, and he's slipping. So what do I do? I go right on the air. I go, he's going to slip. What? What? What do you mean he's going? He's going to slip. He, he he's got shoes that he's not sure about, and he's going. Sure enough, what happens? The guy comes out, throws away. He slips. He gets he gets called for a knockdown that shouldn't have been a knockdown, but he slipped. So I'm watching again, and I see McGuigan, the trainer for Campbell, say to him, and I and illustrate to him obviously, throw the jab low and come up high. And you catch him standing straight. And you did stand up too straight. You did. But anyway, he catch him standing straight up. So right away, I tweeted, just like I was doing a broadcast. I tweeted. I said, he's going to throw the jab low, and he's going to come up high with the left hand. And, it, and sure enough, he did it. I think it took two rounds before he did it. But he did it. And the next thing I said is, for all you guys out there that want to right away say he can't take a punch, you don't understand. He just got hit a perfect punch, a punch you don't see. So I look at it differently. This kid takes a hell of a punch because he just got hit a punch he didn't have time to register. Take it from there. Go ahead. Uh, it's an interesting, you know, it all makes sense. You know, what you were saying when it comes to the shoes, um, obviously I did have new shoes, but I don't think that played a part of the knockdown but what did play a part was okay so this is just what was happening in the locker room i'll give you some insight i was in the locker room and all of a sudden before i hop in the ring my ankle feels like it's tweaked a little bit not too bad there's a little bit of a little bothersome uh uh with my ankle my left ankle and i'm like uh, okay whatever i don't care what happens it's all an illusion. I'm still going to do and land that body shot like I know I am. It's all good. I went in there and let the moment take care of itself. And, the, and then the first round was great. I was like, all good in the hood. And then the second round, the, the thought of my ankle pops up in my mind. Great timing, right? I think about my ankle. I look up. I don't even, it's not even really me. I just react. And I react the wrong way because I haven't been doing this that often, I guess. So my mind recorded to do this instead of this. And I didn't see the shot. Kudos to, um, to Luke Campbell. Maybe he did have me out in the air. Who knows? Uh, all I know is I seen white for a quick second. I knew I was on the ground. I got right back up. And I said to myself, 
I got dropped. Wow. That's basically really what happened. So um, for a split second, I lost concentration. A, a thing came into my mind. I thought of it. And then there you go. That's why you need to train your mind and body at all times before the fight to do the right thing. Because when you react, you want to do the reaction on the right part. You know what I mean? So I learned already. So I'm good. You know, how Clutch, you know, I'm sorry. You know how Clutch used to say, just to answer that. Clutch used to tell me, Ryan, Teddy, you got to drill the habits, the technical habits into your fighter so much where they couldn't do it wrong if they wanted to. <laughs> that's what he used to. That's what he used to drive me crazy with. I say, what? Cause what? You gotta make them do it the right way until it becomes reflexive, until it becomes a habit that if they wanted to do it wrong, they couldn't do it wrong. So, all right. Hey, see that that man. You know what I'm about to do? I've been trained already. They don't know, man. I'm in shape. If I took off the hood of this of this uh, uh, jacket, I took off this jacket. You'll see a Ferrari. Right now, I'm ready to go. Uh, I'm telling you, this guy has nothing for me. There's no way. He's not even close to my mindset. He's not even close to where I'm at. Um, and, and there's just no chance for him. You got Well, listen, yeah. what you learned from this fight has to help you. Make sure you guys pray that uh, it won't hurt Javante Davis that bad. Just make sure it hurts just a little. Just a little. Just his pride and his ego. Just it. That's just, just a little bit of that. So he gets a little embarrassed in that he learns. Because uh, we'll be there to pick him up after I knock him out. Let's go. The biggest takeaway for me after that knockout, Ryan, was how incredibly fit and strong you were because that was a bomb. And when you went down, I was like, oh, my God, he's like on crazy street. Right. The way you, and, and, but the way you came back at him, I mean, one judge had you winning the round, scored a 10-9 versus 10-8 for the knockdown. Um, so, I mean, I think that speaks to your fitness and strength. Right. right. Can I touch up on that? So yep. people are complaining about the 10-9, which I get, I get that. But think of it, really think about it. I won the first half of that round, then I get dropped, and then I pretty much win the back half of that round. I agree. You make an argument, if we're looking at it truthfully, that you you could give it a 10. I'm not mad at a 10-8 either. And, and to be honest, why are we talking about scorecards? I knocked him out. Well, that's the whole point of knocking somebody out, so you don't let it go to the judges. But I understand keep the judges in check, make sure that they do the right thing. But you can't blame the guy that did the 10-9 because uh, you can make an argument I came back and won that. I thought you won that round minus the knockdown. And um, I would say this about the Tank Davis fight is, yes, Luke Campbell caught you a big shot that you didn't see coming. But like Teddy said, I don't expect that you're going to have the same fight plan. And the big question is if, if he can catch you with that shot. And that's a big if. And look, take nothing away from Tank. He's clearly landed big shots on a lot of people, but I would argue no one as big as you. Let's just know, let's just say that what I said on Mike Tyson's podcast is true. He is going to need a ladder to knock. <laughs> You're going to need a stairmaster to reach me. There is no way you will get close to me. But I already know, there's no other way that, 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 Javante can fight. He has to take it to me. So what do you think I'm going to do? And what do you think I'm going to train for? It's no You're going to control range, which yeah. is one of your strongest points. I'm going to become Campbell and then knock him out. But I'm going to be me. And me is different. You know, I'm going to control range great. Uh, he'll see in the ring. I mean, I obviously don't want to give too much of my game plan, but he knows. He has to come at me anyways. It's no secret. You're going to have to, you're going to try to outbox me from a different range. Good luck. I mean, you could do that. You could try that too. 
do whatever you want, Javante. You are not be able to touch because I know you're gonna watch all these interviews. Don't worry, man. You could you could move. You could try to box. I'll come get you. If you try to get at me, I'll box you. So really, there ain't no way you could beat me. And I'm talking straight to you, Javante. You know what it is. You're gonna be defeated before the ring. Thank you. Bye bye. The bigger question is: Is Oscar gonna be able to get this deal made with Al Heyman? I think that's the bigger concern for most of the fans. Well, thank God for me that I have a great advisor in Lupe uh, Valencia that could reach both, both, um, both ponds, I guess you would say, both lands, I guess you could say. Um, we're gonna make sure this fight happens. Don't worry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna work in and out, and we'll do whatever I gotta do to make this fight happen. And the rest will be set. So we're good. We're gonna make this fight happen. Do not, don't worry, Rob. You're gonna, you're gonna be there front row, and you too, Teddy. You'll be there front row too. I need you guys to see this. So I look at you guys after I fight and I say, I told you it was two, two, baby, two. Let's go. Ryan, you know, to go back on something and to really something that Ken kind of put behind him in a picture that I'm looking at. Um, your body changed for this fight. It's like you were finally reached your man strength. It's like you you had this kid body, you know, which is normal. You're 22 years old, and you always in in my business in the in the real part of the business, the the old times would always say, "Let's wait until he gets to his man strength. He's going to get to his man strength." And lo and behold, I looked at you getting the ring that night, and I said, "Holy smokes." He got to his man strength. <laughs> he his his body has changed. Uh, talk talk to me about that because I know what I saw is real, and and I thought to myself too, maybe they did a weight program to help themselves a little bit in this fight because the mindset. If I was the trainer, I know, and you have a very good trainer, I know that I'd want his mindset to be what it has to be. What I talked about it at the beginning of this interview to be the stronger guy, to be the boss, to be the more physical guy, that that we were not leaving that damn ring without the title. I mean, be smart, all the other things, yes, of course, but also that mentality of being aggressive and being in charge. And that goes hand in hand with the body being strong. So take me from there. Yeah, so we touch on what you said about my man strength. A lot of people have put that in my mind ever since when I was young. Just wait till you get your man strength, man. Your man strength is, um, man, just wait. And I didn't really quite know what they meant by that. Uh, I thought I would just naturally get into man strength, right? You know what I mean? Like, it would just happen naturally. When in reality, you could do it yourself um, in, in a way where, well, look, at my, look, at, look at Michael Jordan, for example. He couldn't defeat the Detroit Piston bad boys, right? Because he wasn't physically strong to get in that paint. You know what I mean? He had everything. I have everything. You know what I mean? I have the great skills. I got the fast. I got the speed and everything. But I always felt like I was missing one final piece. I just didn't know what it was. What is Did that you go on a weight program? Did you start lifting weights? Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I, well, I knew that. I just felt it. I didn't talk to you. I didn't get it from any inside sources. But when I watched you in the ring that night, I said he's been hitting the weights. Yep, you're you're 100 sure. Uh, you are 100 right. Um, and I did. I took the same mindset I have for training as I did with physical, and I just applied it. And I whatever I committed to, you know, I asked Canelo questions. I said, "Will this make me slower, Canelo? Please let me know, because I don't want to risk my speed." He said, "Man, you're already so fast." 
you're one of the fastest people I've seen. You're not going to get slower. You're actually going to get better. You're going to feel stronger. You're going to feel better. And I was like, well, I'm all for it. You know, he has experience. He's done it. Um, and I went for it. I committed my, I committed to it. Once I commit to it, you know, there's no going back. Uh, I'll make a little adjustments on the way, but I committed to it and man, it paid off because once I started. That was smart. It was a smart move. It was a real smart move because not only for the physicality part of it, obviously that, that part, but because of the mental part, because it went hand in hand. It made you feel the way you needed to feel that night. Like the yeah. guy that was the stronger guy. Exactly. Exactly. It all, it all played hand in hand. They both went together. Can you talk about your relationship with Canelo? We saw him in the ring immediately after the fight, and uh, you guys obviously have become very close. Maybe talk a little bit about your relationship and how uh, how much time you guys spend together, etc. No, it's growing. It's growing. I think our relationship has grown from the love for the sport. You know what I mean? It, it's it's pretty much we both love this game so much. So when he sees me do something great, he's going to be happy for me. And when I see him do something great in the ring, of course, I'll be happy for him. Um, it definitely, uh, it's definitely growing more and more, man. He, he's definitely really wanting to talk to me on more things. You know what I mean? I, and I, I think that, you know, we're just going to get closer, you know what I mean? Closer. And uh, it's just great to have a person with that much experience and that much real love for me. To re I mean, he don't have to take his time to, you know, show me things, and he does. So I appreciate him, and I appreciate Eddie Reynoso and everybody around me that wants me to become great and what I'm fully capable of doing. So I thank all of them, and I'm happy that I have that that blessing to be around such a uh, – he's pretty much – well, he is the pound-for-pound pound boxer right now. So, uh, I mean, what better mentor right? in the ring? Oh, it's great. He's like a big brother. That's the way I saw it anyway, sort of a big brother. Yeah, people make fun of my, my celebration. I'm like, man, do you guys not know emotion? Yeah, uh, really. You guys are you guys are crazy. I love I man, when I celebrate, I go, I put in a lot of work. So yeah, that victory yeah, every victory feels like the last hurrah for me, man. I put in my all into it. So until you know that type of struggle, you won't know why I celebrated like that. Of course. Well, boxing, no sport is as final as boxing. I mean, one loss and your life changes. It's it's not like baseball or basketball where you're playing again the next day. I mean, come on, people. Come on, sharpen up a little bit. Understand the kid's emotions. There's a reason for it. Um, but getting back just for a second with Canelo, um, I think it's a great thing because... It's not just about your development in the ring. It's your development outside the ring, handling all this stuff that's coming at you. And by being around a guy who, quite frankly, he's handled it very well. You know, we sometimes, we jump on the guys that don't handle it well, but we don't really give enough credit to the ones that do handle it well. Here's a guy that turned pro when he was 15, 16. He's made all this money, all this, all this, you know, acclaim, uh, all, all this attention, all this fame, and you've never heard one bad thing attached to him. That's pretty damn good. I said it earlier that that's like LeBron James. You got to give LeBron James a heck of a lot of credit. And, you know, to to come out of, out of high school, 18 years old, go into the NBA, become a millionaire with everything, again, thrown at him, 
all the temptations, everything, and and he handles it. And I'm glad you're with him because I see you handling things so far beautifully. But we need help in the ring to throw our jab right, to throw our hook right, to move our head at the right. Well, why don't we also take that same help to handle these other things? And I think you getting it from Canelo is a great thing. Yeah, people don't people underestimate that. Um, you need to put up as much time as your in your spiritual life as in your physical. You know what I mean? That you know you got to, you got to work on everything. Everything is a fight. You know what I mean? Everything is everything is real. You understand what I'm saying? Like you have to get your mental right in order to get your physical right, and you need to get your physical right to enter, to have your mental right. Everything works hand in hand, um, and you need to work on it every day. Try to get better every day. Never stop. Never stop and continue fighting. That's all I got to say on that. Yeah, if there's one person that I don't think should be worried about people making fun of anything, including a celebration, it's you. Because like Muhammad Ali would say, half the people pay to come and see me win. The other half people come see hope me, hoping I lose, but everyone's paying to come. <laughs> you know, I guess it does work like that uh, a little bit. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Muhammad Ali... He's actually been a big inspiration in my career too. He's he's been a big inspiration, you know. And I see a lot of similarities in this fight with me and me and uh, Javante Davis. A lot of similarities. So uh, you know, Sonny Liston, for example, fought Muhammad Ali at 22, and and everybody thought Sonny Liston was some type of killer. But why why was Muhammad Ali running to him after he got dropped? You know. Uh, it, by a UK fighter, matter of fact, the fight before, if you guys remember, wasn't it Henry, Henry Cooper. Cooper? Henry Cooper. So why was Muhammad Ali running towards him? Hmm? Why? Why am I running towards Javante? You're going to see why. You're going to see why. And uh, that's why I feel uh, strongly about that fight as well. You know, you know, history does repeat itself. Don't forget that. Um, and... You know, there's a lot of similarities. It's not going to be exactly the same, obviously. I'm knocking out Javante in the second round. Um, but, uh, but you know, it's very similar. Before we get into the uh, potential Davis fight, I just wanted to wrap up the Campbell fight and talk about the body shot that you knocked him out with. I It looked like as soon as you hit him with it, you kind of did a fist pump and turned and walked away like you knew, like, walk-off home run. You knew you had him. Talk to me about the shot. Prior to that, I've never landed a one-punch knockout in my life. I'll let you know that right now. I've never sat somebody down with a body shot like that in my life. Um, I just always known in my heart it was going to be a body shot. And when I hit him with that body shot, I couldn't believe it. I said, is that the body shot? And then when it got to eight, I said, what? God, you are amazing. I think I said after the 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 fight, I said, God, oh, I just forgot. God told me it was going to be a body shot. Thank you, God. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't really get to the realization that it really came about. Like, it really, truly happened. Like, it was just a very wonderful moment. But let's get to the technicalities of the body shot. He was very, very obviously worried about my lead hook after that fifth round. He felt he felt that lead hook like no tomorrow. So um, he he even said himself after the fight too. He said, "When you hit my gloves, it hurt. You know what I mean? When I blocked, it hurt. So there's no way I wanted you to hit my head clean. 
So, um, and he was talking to my, my friend about that. And uh, I just, you know, I, I kind of had him broken down a little bit. His punches lost all type of steam. It was now just finding that shot. And uh, I was in front of him and I just felt it, torqued it and just dug into the body as hard as I can, obviously. And as fast as I can. Um, and he did not see it coming, not for one bit. You know, I mean, he, he was like this. He did. I don't think he even. Yeah, he had no indication that body shot was gonna land. Yeah, he reacted as though it was coming to the head. And um, for the for the young, I at the core, we we are what we are at at, at our cause. And at the core, I'm a you know I'm, I'm obviously a a trainer, a teacher, even though I do commentating and all. But so the first thing I can't resist, Ryan is saying that to the young aspiring fighters out there, there's a better way of protecting your head without doing this. Mm. You, you, I always say you don't have to leave one part of your body naked to protect another part. It's wrong. Your arms are long enough where you can protect the head sufficiently without bringing the elbows and the rest of the arms up, which leaves obviously the body naked. Um, unprotected, and that's that came down to poor technique, and and again, you getting him into the mindset you wanted to worry about this, so you could hit him down here with this. I want to talk about, I talked about earlier, where your fight with Campbell, your attitude, your approach, reminded me of when Spence went across the pond to fight Kelbrook. That that you're just your mind was so strong that uh, I'm winning this fight. If I can win it this way, fine. If I win it this way, but it don't matter. I'm I'm gonna win a fight. If I gotta get dropped, if I gotta, if I whatever I gotta do, I'm I'm winning a fight. If I gotta go get him, and I compared this fight in some ways also, Ryan, to when Roberto Duran fought Sugar Ray Leonard in their first fight, and um, you know, let it. Leonard, in some ways, was you. He he was the golden boy. You know, he had he had he had the Seven Up commercials. He had the beautiful smile, good looking guy, everything, great talent. But people were not bought on him yet. They weren't sold. They weren't sure if he was more than a golden boy. If he, they weren't sure if he was more than this good looking guy that was getting all these things that had talent. They didn't know if they could trust him yet right. to be what they wanted him to be, a fighter, to, uh, to be the guy that would find a way when it had to get, even if it got ugly, it, he could fight ugly. That, that at the end of the day, that would be what they needed their fighters to be. Somebody who would behave the way they expect them to behave if they're going to back them. Not just throw fast punches. And Duran, with Duran, Sugar Ray Leonard fought the wrong fight. He did. He fought, he fought the wrong, but it was the right fight for him that night. Because even though he lost, you won. That's, I understand the difference. But where the similarities are is that he fought a fight that he had never fought that way, where he just went there to get the guy and to show that he was what the people needed him to be, what he needed himself to be. 
what he needed to know that he was. And he fought Durant toe-to-toe instead of boxing and using all those other skills. And he lost a close fight, but he won that night. He gained the respect and the admiration of the fans and that he had never really had to that level before. For me, there was some of that going on where Ryan Garcia was fighting for more than just the title, whatever you want to call it, of the win. He was fighting for the respect of him himself, his fans, to show that he was more than just a guy with 7 million followers and a freaking good-looking face. Yes, I was, uh, you're spot on. I was tired of that. Um, I was, how, how many, I mean, it's my friend right here. I mean, I was so mad hearing that. I was irritated. Um, if you watch my documentary series, you know it was about getting my respect and, and just letting people know the truth on who I really am. And I said that after the fight. I said, you know, this fight was meant to show, like, you're not what people say you are. It's who you choose to be. And, you know, I, I chose to be a champ. I chose to be a boxer my whole life. You know, I've been boxing since I was seven years old. This is not something that you could just bash me and say that I was given to me. Like to me, I found I felt so disrespected. Even the fact that that Eddie Hearn said that I'm not ready for that fight. I, I, I like I know that him trying to promote the fight, but to me, I even found that disrespectful. Like, are you serious? Like, okay. Mm-hmm. And I just held that in. You know, I said, all right, I'm coming with it. I mean, everybody around me in my camp knew. This was different, you know what I mean? This was a different mindset. Uh, I pushed my limits uh, to where I, I, you know, I I could go at the time. I mean, obviously you don't have limits, really. Reality limits are meant to be broken. But, you know, I pushed my limits at those moments, but I'm gonna push even more for this fight. But what I'm saying is, this fight was about getting respect. And it was about, it was about, it was about satisfying myself, God, who I look up to, and just the fact that these people need to know the truth about me. You don't know nothing about me. You don't know. you. How are you going to know somebody if you ain't close to them? It don't make no sense. People always say, how are you supposed to know God? Well, do you close to them? Do you talk to them every day? Do you talk to me every day? Do you talk to Ryan Garcia every day? How are you going to know me? How do you know if I'm just some pretty boy that just likes to take pictures of Instagram and pose on with the six pack? How, how you gonna, Do you talk to me? Do you call me on the phone? Hey, Ryan. Hey, man, do you just like doing that? No, you don't. So this fight was about pushing myself to prove to these people that that is a lie and that was a disgusting lie. That And I can't believe the fact that you even say I'm not ready for this when I worked my whole entire life for this. So that's where that came from. Well, I'm glad to know that I'm right about some things. <laughs> <laughs> you keep trusting that, you know, as long as it's good and true. Well, I have for my whole life. And um, I, I'm going to... I'm going to read what I wrote down at the end uh, about the, what I'm talking about. And you just validated it, obviously. Um, you you just you just validated it. In other words, this is about Duran. In other words, I mean about Sugar Ray Leonard. In other words, that night, he went in there saying, the fans were saying, could they really trust him? to give them their full loyalty and support. Trust he wouldn't let them down. And that night, he fought the kind of fight he needed to fight to gain the trust and respect from them and to satisfy a question inside himself forever that he was the kind of fighter 
and person that he needed to be. That's beautiful. You see how beautiful boxing is? I love boxing with all my heart, man. Boxing is so true, and the truth always comes out in the ring. Ah, I love boxing, man. I can't explain it. You just did. You just did beautifully. Yeah. We talked about a possible matchup with uh, Javante Davis. There's also um, Devin Haney out there who's uh, also on the zone. Um, I, th I think you fought him a handful of times in the amateurs, right? Can you talk about that a little bit, about your past experience with him? I know you've said you guys are friends. Yeah. Can you talk about your relationship and your amateur experience? We're like, we always had like a friendly rivalry, and it's just been built from, you know, the younger days. Uh, as kids fighting, we had a couple of fights. I, I mean, not a couple. I would say around six. I would think six fights. Um, but, um, but now I I kind of see a shift in Devin. He kind of don't. I mean, I've been texting him. He ain't texting me back. You know, I say, man, uh, we're gonna get it on. Don't worry. You know, it's just it's gonna happen. And then you know he's just not hitting me back. But it's fine. You know, uh, we had a great fight in the amateur. Um, he he did beat me. I beat him as well. Uh, but, you know, if you ask people at the Junior Olympics, when I hit him, he, he was hurt. You know, he, he was hurt. When he beat so me. Was, he, uh, was it three and three? Uh, officially three? You, you each won three? I mean, if you want to count the younger as kids' kids, you can. But if you want to point to the point where we're a little older I would say we're I would say we're two and one he won two I won one but but let me tell you something being very honest yeah let me tell you something though when we were when we did fight though ask anybody at the junior olympics I I dazed him he was rocked he went back to his corner his corner man told me himself Devin couldn't hear from his ear because I blew out his eardrum that's, that's just what they told me. And he could probably deny it. I don't care. He knows what happened. And then when he beat me, he beat me. But, you know, it wasn't – it's nothing that I would be worried to be in the ring with for 12 rounds. Just know that. He's not somebody I'm worried about being in the ring with. And I know where I'm at now. He, he He's just going to be somebody I beat for fun. Well, that looks like one that's definitely going to happen, given that both, uh, both of you are with the zone. It looks like it's an uh, easy one to make. So, uh, But there's a lot of good fights out there for you. I mean, there's the, 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 the division is so competitive. Is there anyone else you're looking at out there? I just want, I want to fight Manny Pacquiao next. And then after that, I want to move on to fight uh, Tefimo or Devin Haney, whoever wins that. Wow, that'd be a good fight. Those are all big fights. Um. How has uh, what's the what's the atmosphere been like since the fight? Uh, uh, more endorsements coming in, a lot of people reaching out. I mean, your your stardom seems to keep growing every time you're in the ring. I mean, obviously, I can't say too much of the big endorsements I've gained, but they're they're working on a releasing like obviously a big launch for it. But what I have is Dolce Gabbana. Um, that's obviously a huge designer brand in Italy. Um, then you have um, you have eighteen hundred tequila. Um, obviously, it's a big you know brand for tequila. And then there's uh, many more coming, but I have to wait till to till it gets released to say. But there's a lot coming my way. Thank God. You know that's that's that. Yeah, well, thank God and 
also thank you, thank your parents yeah. uh, for having, really, you know, for having the kind of uh, image that you have for a reason because yeah. of the attitude you were taught, the way of living you were taught, and that you were brought to believe in. That's that. Thank that uh, along with God. I, yeah. I said, yeah. And listen, I said, and you just, again, you confirmed it, but I, I said you have, uh, and I said it earlier in the show, you have a good ring IQ. and But it also extends outside the ring uh, for me that you're, and, and you've just kind of, again, proven that by saying what you just said, that you're savvy, uh, where a lot of young fighters are not. I, I believe if you continue delivering on your end by winning and maintaining the image you have, that we always want to be different. We always want to be that special one. We always want to do something along the lines of a pioneer, along the lines of, you know, something that no one else did. And there's so many ways we can do that, so many different ways. And I think that's one of the ways you can do it. If you continue um, winning, obviously maintaining the image you have, that you can bring something to this game, this sport that basically doesn't exist anymore, endorsement opportunities. You know, the the last time I just talked about one of the guys, how many how many years was that? Uh, Sugar Ray Lennon had seven up commercials. Uh, Mike Tyson, when he was on top and before his image started to go south uh, the way it did, he had endorsement commercials. That's gone. That's pretty much gone. Uh, you could call it unfair, and it is unfair, but it's gone. You could be, you could be one of the guys that brings it back, that brings that back uh, into boxing, which it should be back. Nobody puts more on the line than fighters. They should be able to get endorsements, but the sport has gotten an image because of some of the behavior of some of the fighters and other things that they've run away from it. Fighters kind of nowadays think that they could get away with anything, and for a long time they can. I mean, you could do whatever you want. When you get in that ring, it doesn't matter, right? Um, but it does matter. <laughs> so, I mean, I think we're learning that uh, the more and more that I bought, is what you do outside the ring matters as a fighter. So uh, we all just got to strive to be better people every day and be truthful and just do what's right. You know what I mean? Learn from your mistakes and continue to do what's right. And that will show up outside the ring. You know what I mean? Continue on that path, Ryan, because not only for yourself, but as just as a lesson for everybody that they can, there is more to yes. gain. There, there is more to gain. And and you can gain it by the way you behave, not only in the ring, but outside the ring, by the choices you make. You become a champion by the choices you make in the ring. Well, extend that. Extend what a champion can gain by the choices you make in life every day. You be that guy. That's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to put too much on you, but be that guy. No, you're, you're 100% right. And that's for, I think that's for every fighter. I feel like we strive to do that. You know, boxing will be at the, the the front, you know what I mean? The thing that my, boxing has been missing a while, and I, what I've been noticing so far, is these fighters are making it seem like they're doing great things when they're not. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying like um, they're acting like they are accomplishing feats that, you know, are like Mayweather, for example. 
and he's done a lot of great things, yes. But he's always made it seem like he's done, you know, the most special things when he really hasn't. He didn't, to me, he hasn't caught, he didn't catch anybody where that fight was, you know, 50-50. Where was that? I would never seen that because he never took it. He played it smart and he squeezed every ounce of dollar he can instead of every ounce of greatness. And to me, that's what was missing. And I'm going to do that. So it don't matter. What he messed up on, I won't. And that's what I'm going to let the fans know. Whatever Mayweather messed up on, don't worry, I'm going to cover that up. Well, the future looks bright for Ryan Garcia Incorporated. If you were a stock, we'd all be buying it. Congratulations on all the successes. One one more thing. You you said that people are going to be betting on Tank. Well, I got something for them. If you bet on Tank, you're going to lose all in your bank. Bye-bye. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Congratulations on all the successes. Thank you for uh, the continued support of the show. We're definitely going to hit you up to retweet this to your 7 million followers, so don't let us down. I got you. Hey, I'll put on on my story on Instagram. It gets over a million views on my story. All right. Thank you, brother. Thank you very much. Thank you for being with us. Teddy, you got anything before we go? Stay Stay who you are. Stay who you are. Continue to grow. As that person, as that fighter, and um, and keep listening to your parents and all those good people around you. There's nothing wrong with being a champion in the ring and a champion outside the ring that doesn't have to always be attached to controversy and and to 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 messed up things. Yeah, uh, you know what? Good good can be exciting too. Make good. Really exciting. <laughs> Let's go. I like that. Let's go. We're going to do that. We got you. I got you. Don't worry. All right. All right. Thanks, Ryan. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate tell the your, time. Tell your mom. Tell your mom I said uh, thanks for giving you snacks to keep you going. Thank you. Hey, we're here. We're here. <laughs> there they are. Thank there you. they are. The brains behind the operation. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys. <laughs> See you. Thanks, guys. See you later.